Yes, what do you want? I have a delivery, but it is soaking wet. Oh, well, I'm sorry. It began to rain on the way. But don't worry. The food came through all right. Oh, no. I told Grandma I didn't want that. Hey, what'd you get? Oh, Grandma sent me another one of her crummy herring pies again. Mmm, yummy. Herring pie. Um, will you please sign this receipt for me? I hate Grandma's stupid pies. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where flying used to be fun until I started doing it for a living. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And together, we watch Hayao Miyazaki's classic, Kiki's Delivery Service. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In this episode, we are under the influence of Story Point. Ooh. Because this story is on point. It, <laughs> you're really right on that one, dude. I... I'll just say it up on the top. I love this movie. This movie is is everything I'm looking for in a in a Miyazaki picture. It was breathtaking in a way. I cried a little bit, I'll be honest. I won't say that I cried, but it's definitely a movie that I find myself able to watch repeatedly. Hmm. Surprisingly. I love that. Yeah. Excuse me, pardon me. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, little Wayne. I'm sorry right, we can't have right. a moment. Let's do it. At the top of the podcast to be able to share our love for <laughs> Miyazaki, but I, you know, when you're desperate for a pardon, you you really need the poor, so. Yeah, and this one's a Pinot, mm. Pinot Noir. This has been maybe the first uh, wine that we haven't had that wasn't a Cabernet. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, that's quite the feat. It's a 2020, so I'm uh, looking forward to this one. I'm also looking forward to this. I'm just, I'm feeling good. I have a new lease on life after watching this movie. I'd kind of like move through the malaise of October. I'm like, is it even really worth it doing anything? And then I saw Kiki get her shit together. I'm like, yeah, life isn't so bad. I could meet a hot painter in the woods and she could sort of correct my shit if I, you know, really need it to happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Dad, now that we're uh, feeling pretty good, got our wine all poured out, what do you want to tell us about this movie? Kiki's Delivery Service, 1989. Mm-hmm. The Japanese animated film, of course, by Hayao Miyazaki. The king. The, the goat. Yes. Ghibli Studios. Yeah. And adapted from the 1985 novel by Iko Kadono? Mm, yeah. Eko? Eko? Eko Kadono. Yeah. And it was the actually the first film released under a 15-year distribution partnership between Walt Disney. Wow. This is the one that did so it all. This is the one that started it off. This was like the first hit that uh, Studio Ghibli had, correct? I believe that was the case. I know all the other movies might have been well-received, but... This was like a hit. I would think so, being this is 1989. Mm. What was his first one? Nausicaa was the first one, uh, I think. And he did that not with Studio Ghibli, though, so maybe that didn't count. He might have done that with Funimation. So I'm not sure what the first one was. But this was definitely a banger, dude. Kiki's Delivery Service, absolutely God-level movie. Absolutely. <laughs> God-level movie. <laughs> uh, what else you got here for us? And there was a live-action film, but... It seems like it's just been ignored. Yes. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, no reviews from the critics. There's only two reviews from the audience. So it was a Japanese movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. I've and seen, I've seen. Um, I guess maybe the trailer doesn't look very good. I think the practical effects are what really screw it up. It just doesn't look great. I mean, Wikipedia doesn't even make mention of it. Really? Not, Not at all? Nothing. That's Which I was bad. surprised. I'm like, I know there's a live action. No information. I wonder if, um, 
I wonder if, you know, Miyazaki put his foot down. He's like, I'm not even going to be associated with this monstrosity. He already hates CGI. I can't imagine what he thinks of bad live action movies. So hopefully we don't get on his nerves at the end of this podcast. You know, that would you be would tough. You would think that somebody could, you know, do a halfway decent movie for this. This is a story that could definitely be adapted. lend itself, yes, yeah. to a live action. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is a, what, a G-rated film? This has the most uh, universality of almost any picture I've ever seen. True. So it definitely could be uh, made a hell of a lot better than a, what, it was a 48% that you had here? Yeah. T- awful. Awful. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Audience was, rating, there was, too. There was two. <laughs> I don't know how they come up with, uh, f- well, I guess they only showed two, but mm. they said fewer than 50 ratings. So nobody's watched this. No. We're probably going to watch prob- this. <laughs> I yeah. said I said the other day that we're probably not going to watch the kite movie. And then I thought about it. It's like we're probably going to have to watch the kite live action movie at some point. But oh, you know what? What we didn't even do the pour. Yeah, you did. Did, did I you not actually... pour in front of it? I don't think I did. I think we might have been talking while it happened. Yeah. But let's Sorry, just let Little Wayne relax. Yeah. <laughs> if I had another sound effect for him, he'd be pissed. You have a whole category dedicated to you, and we've you literally get... found a way to put you in this podcast, yeah. Little Wayne. Get off our asses, dude. <laughs> He get freaking, he's fucking picking. Yeah, little Wayne. Wait, little Wayne hit There's us up. There's a drive-by shooting at our house. What Twitter. the fuck? What the hell's my pot and pour? Yeah, <laughs> that's really that feels borderline racist, but we're gonna <laughs> move on there. Sorry, man. We're trying to keep it clean. This is Kiki's delivery service. Yeah, after this is really the palate cleanser we've been desperately searching yes, for. Yes, because I feel like we've emerged from the belly of the beast. Mm-hmm. After kite. And where we have a 13-year-old that, you know, is not subject to rape, murder, Mm. and abuse. And she wears granny panties. Yes, granny panties. I mean, Miyazaki. Yeah. Class act, dude. Absolute feminist to the absolute max. Miyazaki has just literally washed away the stink Mm -hmm. of our previous podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Last episode was tough on the soul, and Miyazaki sort of rekindled uh, all the goodness in me, I think. And one of the sad facts because this is not a fun fact, was that, you know, Phil Hartman mm-hmm. is part of the the voice cast, mm-hmm. and it was his last voice acting performance. I had a whole Phil Hartman spotlight to bring up, because his fucking story is wild to kind of go back through. I mean, how his death happened and everything. But yeah. I don't remember the story, so I'm interested you, to hear that. Yeah, we'll get into that uh, probably at the end of my spotlight. But what's the uh, the actual Rotten Tomatoes on this one? What's the, the definitive rating? Well, I had one more fun fact. Oh, okay. Sorry. In Spain, Kiki was renamed Nikki. Really? Yeah, because in uh, Castilian Spanish, the phonetically similar Kiki oh. is commonly used in the slang expression "esha un Kiki" or something like that. I probably you, butchered you've the tried Spanish. Spanish. You've been learning yeah. how to say Spanish, and well, you just butchered. It's not going well. Ichar, you know? I think. Ichar un Kiki. I don't know. Yeah, which means to have intercourse. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> so really dodged a bullet in yeah, the, the exactly. Spanish version. Yeah. We almost got into the, the risque, you know, the problematic, but we're not there yet. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Kiki Delivery Service, it probably might be one of the highest ratings that I've seen from the critics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Spirited Away might have been in the same category. I think it either was a 98 or a 100. It yeah. might have been a 100. But it got a 98% mm. from the critics. And the audience, 88%. Yeah. This definitely feels more of a, a critic type of movie. You know, you can usually sort of, 
you know, watch a movie and be like, all right, probably the audience like this one a little bit more, probably the critics. I This is like a, a very obviously critically acclaimed movie. And I see a lot of people talking about being bored or thinking, you know, Kiki is like a one-dimensional character. And I think that's just an incredibly poor watch of this movie. But, you know, speaking of poor comments about, you know, otherwise good movies, let's just get right into uh, Letterboxd vs. Reviews. So first up, this is actually just watched, and I have two that don't even have stars, but I like the comment anyways. So watch by Branson Reese on April 23rd, 2019. We spent the entire movie trying to figure out where the city is, and then at the end, somebody waves a flag from the state of Alabama, which, let me tell you, came as a bit of a surprise. I, uh, I, wow, if this was actually what Alabama was like, I'd probably move to Alabama, but I am... Almost positive is nothing close to Sweden, Stockholm, or is any there, of the other places that they're actually a, an Alabama state flag. Is that what they're trying to insinuate? I suppose so. I guess I didn't see that, and maybe the the flag was just I so don't generic. Even know what Alabama's state flag looks like? Yeah, I'm not really quite sure either. That's maybe a comment that I should have vetted uh, <laughs> before I put it up here. I guess it really doesn't matter. I seem to, I used to lie all the time on this podcast. I've sort of taken a sabbatical, but we're just going to move on. That was an Alabama flag, and maybe this took place in Alabama. Let's just let uh, Miyazaki have that for himself. Uh, so next one up, added by Gabriel Gundacker. On July 16, 2020, Kiki is navigating a major depressive episode, and it is important that everyone in this town be nice to Kiki and her cat. And the only reason that I picked this comment was because I know who this guy is, Gabriel Gumdacker. Not personally, but he used to be a Viner. And recently he got canceled for uh, people coming out and saying that he would make, you know, sometimes underage girls or young girls, like, eat his asshole. What? (laughs) He would, like, there was this TikTok of some girl... Um, she was talking about her first, you know, experience with Gabriel Kandacker and it was like their first date and he made her eat his ass. Uh, just well, you that. wonder if this is really Gabriel. I know it is. It's, I mean, it's like, track. is it like verified? Does letterbox have like a verified or is Gabriel Gundacker not really that much of a celebrity? I, th- I mean, when you type it in, when you type in his name, his letterbox is like one of the first things that come up. So like, I think <laughs> this should be him. And if it is Gabriel, you should be ashamed of yourself because problematic well i'm not problematic you are (laughs) he is a problem it seems like people are using their real names in this too i I don't think anyone's embarrassed to to uh to expose themselves i wouldn't view of kiki i mean if you said some kind of out of pocket shit about kiki i'd probably have to find you in real life if you did use your real name and you said anything about my my little princess kiki i'd probably have to fight you in the street all right, another half star by Cinema Hater on October 1st, 2021. Tried to come on to my boyfriend during the scene where Gigi stopped speaking, but he was impossibly soft. <laughs> One of the worst movies maybe to like try to fuck around with your significant other. I don't think there's a single moment where there's like even any necessary sexual tension. It doesn't feel like you should try to like even touch your significant other. You should be wrapped up in like a quilt. Yeah, that seems to come up a lot actually. There's a lot of people that, you know, basically say that they tried to have sex while watching an anime. I seem like that comes up in a lot of letterbox. I wonder if it's like a boredom thing. Like it's like, all right, yeah. I don't really give a fuck about this movie, so I'm gonna go try to jerk off my weeby boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to do this anymore. But yeah, that that very well be the could be the case in you know, brother, I mean, it does make sense because, you know, if you're thinking you're going to watch this and then, you know, as I've come to find out in many anime that I'll start watching it and then sort of become easily distracted. Mm-hmm. So 
I still think you should have that shit on lock, though. If your girl is really going to try to hook up with you at any one point, you got to have one in the chamber. you got to have a little blood left in your the base of your penis. You can't be impossibly soft when your girlfriend is touching you. That's tough. <laughs> Maybe this... I don't know what the, their relationship is like. Well, I don't know this why. This just happened, too. I don't even too. know why. This just fucking happened. This happened 23 days ago. This why? dude is... Gigi would have act- this scene would have elicited any kind of sexual. Well, she heard a meow and I, maybe that did it for her. I don't really know. <laughs> it seemed like that was enough. But yeah, maybe either get a, a boyfriend who can get hard on demand or just don't try to hook up with someone during a Ghibli movie, you animal. Uh, another half star by Zoe Nehering on July 11, 2021. Amazon is a better delivery service. And I think this is the problem that Miyazaki couldn't have foreseen that this is sort of like a a very light commentary on capitalism. But if this movie was made anywhere near the present day, Kiki would be outsourced, outworked. She'd probably be flipping burgers. There's no way. She's no way she'd have her own business at 13. No, no. She'd be bagging groceries. I think that's with her spirit broken. against the law, man. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that she is child, <laughs> child protective services actually makes this movie impossible. I mean, and I don't think Amazon would deliver a herring pumpkin car- casserole either. But well, they do groceries. They do groceries sometimes. Yeah, but we're talking about a cooked casserole. Here. That's. I mean, that's fair. I guess I don't know what you can do at uh, Whole Foods. That's the place where you can order shit from Amazon, right? Yeah. I never go to Whole Foods. No, you can get groceries delivered. But I'm how just... often do you? Have, I mean, how many times in your life have you gone to Whole Foods? Uh, I believe zero. Zero? You've never gone before? No. I know your mother has, but I've just never gone in one, no. I think it's overrated. I might have gone in one, actually, now that I think about it. We're on the road one time. But, yeah. yeah. I I mean, who gives a fuck about it? Whole Foods? It's just more expensive, and I just go to Walmart like any other piece of shit in the world, just because it's cheap. <laughs> and that's, you know, like I said, why Kiki's probably wouldn't work. Uh, another two stars from Don't Ask Me This. Uh, cute... But, like, really tainted for me. And I just, I wanted to know what the tainted was. I don't know why this movie was, you know, good enough for them yeah, to comment. There's that no was, taint here. Yeah, there's literally nothing that could be tainted here. Maybe they some, like, traumatic event happened to this person while they were watching this movie. Like, someone slapped him in the face or I don't even know. I mean, They I couldn't get hard. This the... is the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is actually a great movie, but I sort of have PTSD from not being able to get a boner. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that's that's definitely the boyfriend then. All right, another two stars by Charlotte Nurse on March 5th, 2021. I signed up for a movie about a teen witch, not about the crushing weight of capitalism sucking all the joy and magic out of everything. And like I said, this this could have been a real more commentary on capitalism, and I would be interested to see what Miyazaki has to say about that. He definitely went balls to the wall environmentalism with uh, uh, Mononoke. But. Yeah, I don't think he was focusing on the capitalism. I, I mean, think it was the coming-of-age story for yes. a little girl, of course. 13 is tough, I, I think, because I, I have something to say about it in terms of my takeaway. But Oh, okay. That's fine. I think I think that's fair. We could probably, you know, <laughs> get back to that in just a moment. And I'll finish it off here because this is not only, you know, one of my favorite comments, uh, but also one of my favorite poems. So uh, Rewatch by Tay on July 28, 2019. It's an embodiment of Mary Oliver's greatest sentiments to be present, to give yourself wholly to nature and its capacity for healing. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. 
that shit is exactly how I feel about this movie. Wow, it's that's deep. It feels great. This yeah. this is the thing about our podcast, dude. We have you know we can we can talk about jerking off, we can talk about pedophiles, or we can read you poetry. This is the kind of levels you're getting with this show. <laughs> so everybody, not only be impressed, but be grateful. Uh, so, Dad, now that we have uh, the uh, internet's thoughts all out on the table, where would you like to shine your spotlight? Well, as I stated in the uh, beginning, Miyazaki to the rescue, because like I said, it's it's been a rough few podcasts, and mm. it's good to see some wholesome... Post-Mardoc post scramble, I think I was, I was in a bad place. Yeah. I was... <laughs> we were just watching deplorable animation, thinking bad thoughts. This recentered me. Well, kite really then just you know cemented it. Yeah, it like we're we're in the weeds. Yeah, we're we're too far. <laughs> and I have some really awful movies like on our on our schedule at some point. So it's nice to have a, a buffer every once in a while to feel to feel the goodness that anime can bring you. And I was just wanted to bring up the cast. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Kirsten Dunst as Kiki, of course Phil Hartman as Gigi, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is. Um, Fuquo, what was his name? The husband? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't listen to what the dad's name was. He was, <laughs> the funny thing is like Brad Garrett, who was in, you know, um, Everyone Loves Raymond. Mm. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the the brother. Yeah, yeah. This, he's like 6'7". He, yeah, he's he has an huge. uncredited um, role as the, the husband to oh, um, Osana. Mm. And he doesn't have any lines in the movie. He has one line. He comes out and he says, hey, look at that. And he points up at the blimp. That's his only line. That's so funny. <laughs> and it's like, where did they grab Brad Garrett? It's just, you know, I, I always picture like somebody in the, Di- you know, like Brad Garrett's on the Disney lot. Yeah. And somebody's like, hey, Brad, come here, Brad, Brad, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, we got, can you just say this line? What is it? Hey, look at that. Oh, well, yeah. Do I get paid? Yeah. Nah, nah, you're going to be uncredited. It was a it was a Clint Howard step in. It was the same thing yeah. that they did with the Fist of the North Star. They just sort of ushered him in. They saw him at the local coffee shop. And then Debbie Reynolds as the old lady, madam. Yes, I did see that as well. Debbie Reynolds. I can't I'm this is gonna be a stupid question, but who is her it's who's the kid of that person? Debbie Reynolds? Who's Wait. their kid? Who's their kid? Yeah, don't they have a oh, famous kid? Um Good question. Oh god. I have to look this up now. Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher. There we go. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. I knew that was somebody's like famous mom, but I couldn't put my finger on it. That's huge. Yeah. R.I.P. To Princess Leia. Yeah. May you live on in the 90s show. And then uh, Ursula was uh, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. She apparently was up for the role in um, Fight Club, the, the one that went to Helena Bowen Carter. And she got denied that role because Edward Norton didn't like her for that role, I guess. And, yeah, I heard that. And she, like, holds it against him. And yeah. I would be pissed, too. If anyone was in my way of getting in Fight Club, I'd be fucking irate yeah. if they kept me from that. I, I don't think she would have been good in that. But mm, I mean, I, I don't really know Jenny. I actually thought she was the girl who did um, Velma in the Scooby-Doo movie. But that was, like, a completely different actress. So I don't even really know what Garofalo does. Yeah, she was back in, like, 80s. Who was more famous, her or Parker Posey? I'd say Parker Posey. Yeah, Parker Posey is, yeah. yeah. Seems like in a different echelon for me. Definitely. And I always got a kick out of the ungrateful kids. Mm-hmm. 
everybody that receives something, she's like, ah, I hate that my grandmother's freaking herring pies. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, give me the thing. <laughs> like, just like, Kiki's like saying. thinking like, oh, I'm doing such a great job and I'm delivering stuff to people. And then uh-huh. when they get it, they're all pissed off. I mean, the one kid goes, oh, my gift. Ah, it's just stupid. Yeah. Isn't that sort <laughs> he of... He likes the, the birdcage instead of the cat inside of it. But isn't that sort of the thing with all, you know, interactions with a delivery person? Usually, especially when it comes to, like, food or something. Like, you show up and the food is, you know, not warm and you're fucking pissed off at the delivery person. Yeah. That seems, like, very uh, astute of uh, Miyazaki to, you know, <laughs> key on on that. It's the true. fact that we abuse our delivery people. The thing is, is... You know, Kiki should, you know, not have taken it personally, which it seems to be part of her problem that she gets you mm-hmm. know, depressed that these people don't appreciate her. She has a lot of self-doubt. Right. She needs to get confidence. You know, at 13, that's sort of hard to ask for a young girl. But by the end, she seemed to figure it out. So she's yeah. sort of ahead of her game. And I'm always just in awe of Ghibli Studio animation. Mm. It's just at a different level. And the level of detail that they put into these movies are just incredible. Like the crowd scenes, they're just... Or the hair, you know, flying up out of her face when she's rising up off the broom. Which I guess they had to give her a short bob cut Mm. because it was too hard to animate long hair, you know, blowing in the wind and stuff like that. I did watch an interview where he said that was one of the hardest things they did in that movie was like the flying scenes were especially hard for him. Really? Yeah. Something about that, like I said, like just that animation, probably the same thing that you were saying with the short hair. And considering this is 1989, which we we watched a few 80 animes, and it seemed like the animation at the time was very low budget, if not, you know, really bad. And this was 89? I guess that's true. Yeah, that's when it came out. Wow. Dude. Fucking uh, Fizz of the North Star came out in 1986. This was three years after that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. This just goes to show you that Miyazaki is on a whole other level compared to these other motherfuckers, Exactly. Dude. I mean, it's it's pretty clear why he's considered the master. Yeah. He's the goat of goats. Yes. <laughs> the goatiest. And dirigibles, I think, are a, were a bad idea. They're really cool, though. And I think... How often they go poorly in movies and whenever they show up does prove your point that they are a bad idea. But damn it, dude. I wish those were around. Like, those are just fucking cool. Well, what happened to the blimp, you know? We don't have blimp. Goodyear blimp. We brought this up in a different podcast, but, like, they They only have a handful of blimps in the whole world. Really? There's less than, like, there's less than 50 blimps in the whole world. There's probably even less than 30. Something that's that flammable in the air just, it usually ends in, you know, bad I yeah no there's there's very little case where it's justified to be like you know what I'm gonna get the dirigible back onto the, the yeah. <laughs> back on the scene, but you know that's not really uh, my decision to make I suppose. And then I had brought this up before herring pumpkin casserole. Mm, I don't know about that. I I mean pumpkin casserole fine, but herring I'm not I'm a vegetarian anyways, but like I was never a big fish guy. Can you tell me the difference between a herring and a tuna? Yeah. And I can understand why if you were delivering this to, like, a teenage girl, yeah, that, that might not go over good, you know, especially it's a birthday party. It probably smells like garbage. <laughs> it's just like, what is this fucking pussy casserole that you brought up to me? I don't Obviously, want this thing. The, uh, the grandmother doesn't understand that, you know, her casseroles are not liked. In- Classic boomer fucking behavior. It's like, I'm going to make my granddaughter yeah. a casserole. No yeah. one wants that old lady. Give me a fucking Amazon card so I can buy... I don't even know. Whatever. Sonos speakers. (laughs) Whatever I can get on the internet. (laughs) I don't want your bullshit. 
but yeah, that uh, I, I maybe the pumpkin casserole for me, if anything. Um, so I, I had a couple spotlights. One was, you know, this is borderline pornographic, but in the the most Ghibli way. This was Ghibli porn, and I actually almost like it that more than regular porn because this is probably the most effective encapsulation of you know Miyazaki's ethos. This has kind of everything that he's looking to drive home in the way that he does with all of his other movies. I mean, one of his best female characters. Uh, all of the actual art is beautiful. The support system around that character is great. And you can really tell that he does like Kiki as a character because, like I said, he gave her, you know, granny panties when any other disgusting <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch would probably yeah. just give her uh, probably a G-string. Uh, even out of 13, I feel like a lot of anime directors are like, you know what? I think he could probably have, uh, you know, some sort of corset or a, a G-string, if you will. <laughs> so I'm glad Hayo has uh, the respectability to not give Kiki any lingerie. Uh, the next spotlight I had was witch racism and Tombo stereotypes, which I thought was kind of subtle, but still really funny where he just has all these preconceived notions about um, what witches are like. And I thought it was funny that, you know, to consider what their life would be like if they were dating afterwards. It's like they go to like a, a, a restaurant or something like that. They're out in public and he's just making all these assumptions like, oh, OK, I'm going to have the, the pasta. And he looks at Kiki's like, oh. I thought they had like a, a cauldron stew or something like <laughs> you not want that. It's it's equivalent to like dating a person of color. It's like, oh, so you're not going to eat the chicken. Like that's that's sort of how I feel about like how he'd probably approach that relationship. I don't know if Tombo and Kiki are going to last. Do you think they have the chance to like be a, a formidable couple? Well, I um, I have it uh, coming up in my. Where, where are they now? Oh, category, okay. Yeah. I don't want to step on that. This is a, this, this is special ground. We don't usually get to hear these, so yes. I'll wait until then. Um, I'll just jump into my next one then. Uh, the next one I had up was just makes you know cops look silly again. I think if cops weren't so wrapped up in the idea of looking cool, you know, you got the the fucking cowboy gun belt loop. You got whatever sort of you know armor your your department wants to pay for, whatever big guns. I'm okay with giving them dumb hats and stupid shoes and like frilly pants just to sort of knock them down a few levels. I feel like our cops need to be humbled by silly outfits just a little bit. Yeah. Miyazaki always has his police and they always have these very ornate uniforms. You know what I mean? The hats and all the kind of. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I don't actually know if that's a good idea because that might, in a way, humble some. Like if you make them all wear pink, maybe that psychological will make them less aggressive. But I feel like that's the same thing that's going to put them on a Joker arc. They're just going to be like, oh, you're going to make me dress like a clown? Well, I'll act like a fucking clown. And then they kill a bunch of people. <laughs> then they go on a rampage, which, like I said, the Joker arc seems never too far away for a police officer. So maybe give them silly shoes and a hat. I don't know. Maybe not. And then finally, I had my last spotlight, which was Phil Hartman. And you, do you, you said you don't know how he died, or you do? I don't remember. No, he was murdered by his wife. He is, his, I believe, it was his third wife. She fucking had an argument with him, and then she, uh, I guess, was having like trouble with substance abuse and had a really bad temper but they got in a fight one night he went to bed afterwards she came up with a, a 38 caliber uh handgun shot him right between the fucking eyes shot him in the chest and then i believe uh she shot him a third time oh so here we go once between the eyes once in the throat and once in the upper chest and then she confessed to two people and then she killed herself like a couple hours later damn and then 
I don't even know. The whole kind of aftermath of that is still... Uh, oh, here, here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, a wrongful death lawsuit was filed in 1999 by uh, the wife's brother, Gregory Omdahl, against Pfizer, the manufacturer of Zoloft, uh, who, I mean, that's what she was taking, and they were trying to say that her Zoloft disrupted her, you know, mental uh, <laughs> mental framework enough to kill Phil Hartman. But that's fucking tragic. I mean, yeah. Phil Hartman, I, I don't really have too much of, like, a, a familiarity with that comedian, but I understand him to be massive. I mean, he was Troy McClure. You're right. He was a bunch of other things, but uh, that's just the first one that came to mind. I mean, he was Gigi, for Christ's sake. I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> you might recognize me from Kiki's Delivery Service. You know, R.I.P. Phil Hartman. There's a lot of dead people already, but, you know, we're trying to keep it light. It's too bad. I guess if you're already on your third marriage and it's really not working out. Yeah, three strikes, you're out. I mean, that's uh, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> that's really bad. He was only 49. They didn't even fucking... She had taken Zoloft, had been drinking alcohol, and recently used cocaine. So that seems like a bad combo. I wonder if he was also involved in the drug use. Well, he was fucking asleep. So if anything, he, would, he was trying to sleep it off. Yeah, well... <laughs> Too late at that point. Yeah. You're already kind of loaded up the gun. Then you caught it in the mouth between the eyes and the chest. <laughs> Yikes. All right. We're <laughs> Maybe that is, in a way, a lesson, uh, getting into a relationship with somebody who might hurt you. But I'm sure there's plenty of other lessons we could extrapolate from this movie. So, Dad, what is your takeaway or your unintentional lesson? My biggest takeaway is don't be so anxious to enter the business world. At 13, you, just to be, you need to just be enjoying your youth. Yeah. What were you doing at 13? What was that? Seventh grade? Eighth grade, probably. Eighth grade? Yeah, because 14 is like freshman year. Going to school dances? Hmm. Actually, maybe not going to school dances. I think that's when we started to skip the school. Said we were going to the school dance. Yeah. Then ended up sitting around a fire, Smoking sharing a, like a rack of beer and, you know. Yeah. Hanging out in the woods, having keggers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the classic 70s, 80s lifestyle. Then trying to stuff your mouth with bubble Box. yum, freaking chewing uh, bubble gum so that you could try to hide the booze breath that you had. That's And then my mother saying, why is Jeff like sleeping in the back? Yeah. <laughs> Still got gum in his mouth. It's yeah, just like this got, big like, wad in you know, his cheek. My mother would come pick us up. And, like, you know, there'd always be one person that couldn't handle the freaking, you know, the partying and, mm -hmm. you know, acting like an idiot. And you're like, dude, come on, man. You're going to get us caught. It's wild how often that really was the case that there was always almost one person who was always too drunk, puking or being a complete... You know, belligerent from whatever they're drinking. Like, <laughs> there's always one person who couldn't handle it. I had plenty of friends who, like, would take turns. Like, one night it would be this person, and the next night it would be this person. But there was, like, a range. There was no way I wanted to do anything, uh, you know, when I was 13 other than... I think I probably just wanted to kiss a girl at that point. I think 13, I had just got yeah. my braces off. I had uh, gone on the DC trip, I believe. I can't remember if that was 7th or 8th grade. But I learned how to say fuck. That was like one of the first trips that I ever started saying that word. Yeah, because I remember I was, your story about that. Yeah, I was terrified of swearing because my mother put the, the fear of God into me. So <laughs> that was a, a formative year in a way, 13. So no way just, I'd be able to start yeah, a business. Yeah, you just went into a tirade of swearing. Yeah, well then I just completely leaned into being really who I am today, you know? <laughs> It doesn't, I mean, literally 13 years later, there's not too much of a difference. I'm still a seventh grader. Well, if swearing's the worst that you did, that's that's pretty mild. Yeah. The only, what, the next year or the year after that? Yeah, two years after that, I came to school drunk. So I was already on a dark path anyways. Yeah. 
But I had a couple of uh, takeaways. Uh, so the first one I had is wear a suit on the first date. And this is something that I guess has been sort of ingrained in me just from like the TV shows that I watch and specifically How I Met Your Mother, which is why I, I had to kind of get suit up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. You suited up. <laughs> suit up. Birthday suiting up. Slut up. There we go. Slut up is the integral. I knew where you were going with this, man. I had I had to get the suit up, dude, yeah. because Barney Stinson. I mean, I really thought I was on that Ted Mosby shit, and I think I really wanted to be Barney, but I was more of a Ted, and I think I've talked about this before. <laughs> but yeah, suit the fuck up on a first date, dude. Make an impression, even if it's pouring rain outside. Get your get your best goddamn blazer out. And the uh, the last takeaway that I had was don't think about flying. And when I uh, was watching the movie. And she was talking about her inability to fly. I don't know why my mind went to this. And I'm, you know, it's really not a surprise that it did. But in a way, I thought about how dudes, after they can't get a boner, they will have, like, this complete shutdown of their ego. And in the same way that Kiki's like, I used to be able to fly without even thinking about it. Now I have to look inside myself to understand why I can't or something like that. <laughs> and that's exactly, it's like, yeah, dude, if you're, like, you get drunk one night and can't hook up with a girl because you're too drunk, you're the whole next day it's like, I was able to get a boner all the time. I th This was never a problem before. <laughs> I've always been able to get hard. And I actually, what? obviously that's happened to you before, right? What? Where you couldn't get wood for whatever reason? I don't, I don't have any. No, no, never happened. To it, you. it might have happened, but you know, maybe I was too drunk, whiskey dick or something like that. But I, yeah, I that's I guess what I the, the baseline. I mean, you're kind of the person that I was telling that girl to get a new boyfriend. <laughs> you're you're always hard in a way. But there there's definitely been I don't know a few times in my life where I think anxiety and just sort of my own mental makeup was making it harder, and I had to sort of learn how to like get out of it by certain tools. And sometimes I would sing a song or sometimes I would like, you know, think of something to get me into it. And I specifically would uh, sing this song. I believe I'm going to come. <laughs> I believe I'm going to come. <laughs> I think about it every night and day. Spread my pussy. <laughs> Yeah, I would spread my pussy and fly away. And that's, uh, that's you know, maybe something we all have to learn a little bit off of. <laughs> learn how to get your head back in the game so you can get, I guess, head while watching uh, Gigi not talk anymore. Yeah, that, that feels like it would have the exact opposite for me right there. Yeah, I think, I think a bad, uh, you know, if you're like shuffling. <laughs> Imagine playing... Uh, music during sex, but you have it on shuffle. Like some people will obviously have like a sex playlist, but if you're like such a psychopath that you're putting on a, you know, shuffle, I imagine you hit one bad shuffle song and it's over. You hit the monster mash and it's, you know, <laughs> you get even harder. <laughs> yeah, well, the monster mash should not be in the playlist. <clears throat> <laughs> I always tease it now. I haven't, I haven't went full mash since uh, that first episode. <laughs> But dad, we're uh, we've arrived at the question section of this podcast. We got to keep rolling so we can uh, eventually watch this Patriots game. So uh, let's keep this bitch going. So dad, three lies and a truth. Entry number one: Following the release of the film, author Eiko Kadano announced that she would no longer write stories about Kiki due to believing Miyazaki had done a better job with the character. Entry number two: When Greek, uh, when creating the city where Kiki moves, Miyazaki considered what the world would be like in the fifties if there was no world war. Entry number three. The character Tombo was modeled after Miyazaki himself in his memories of schoolyard crushes. And entry number four. Ursula's painting, The Ship Flying Over the Rainbow, was completed by a Japanese prisoner who Miyazaki wrote to semi-regularly. Dad, off the flip, 
What do you think is a lie? I think the first one is a lie. The uh, the author not wanting to write any more Kiki stories? Yeah. You are correct. That is a lie. Uh, she actually didn't like the original screen uh, storyboard or screenplay. Really? Yeah. Do you, did it but say what was on there? then she visited Ghibli Studios and somehow Miyazaki convinced her. Yeah, he know, seduced and, her into knowing. I, I mean, I think she realized that he was going to make something special. So mm -hmm. she backed off. Rightfully so. I think anybody who uh, is asked by Miyazaki to adapt their thing, I think you have to emphatically say yes. Very few times I can imagine him taking Of course, he wasn't dumb. that noted at the time, so I'm not sure if, you know, she would understand how, you know, big the, Ghibli Studios would become. Yeah, I guess that's true. She had no way of knowing that she was talking to just the, the, the future, the greatest of all time. And I don't think the character of Tombo was modeled after Miyazaki, but I might be wrong. I'm going to say that's a lie. Dad, you were correct. So you're down to the last two, the uh, painting... Ship flying over the rainbow, completed by a prisoner, or Miyazaki, considering what the world would be like in the 50s if there was no world war. What do you think is a lie, and what do you think is the truth? I think the one where he was considering what the world would be like in the 50s with no world war, because um, I think I might have read something like that. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go with that as the truth. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. That yeah. three points is coming back home to the Vipers. Apparently, that painting, though, was completed by not a prisoner, but uh, school children who were at a school for, like, uh, I can't remember how they described it, but troubled kids, I suppose. It was completed by children, really? which was kind of amazing because that painting was really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how he found that painting or where he uh, decided to put it in. But, you know, it happened, and it was pretty darn cool. But, Dad... You know what's even cooler? Heading back to the United States with a big fucking win against your Slovenian, you know, bastard brother. Uh, which is why we're heading right back into where you paying attention so we can keep this, uh, hopefully this winning streak rolling. You, did I tell you last time that you only need to win two more games or I think you need to win this one and then one more and you get your token. I believe yeah. that's the case. So I'll, I'll get you like, uh, one of those QB wristbands or something like that when you can change the play. So dad, I think we should send this over to my co-host. Get this game going. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Let's send it over to my co-host, Joe. Hit, Hit him with, with those horns. horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cuff. Coming to you live from Raymond James Stadium in sunshiny Tampa Bay. We're anticipating a great game between the New Orleans Witch Doctors and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Where XFL newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tainerskines, returning from Slovenia with his pride still intact, but will have to outlast the defense's master of illusion, Nemish Slutty for French Toast Stupendorf. <laughs> Back to you, Drew. Nemish Slutty for French Toast Stupendorf. I wonder how he got that nickname. But know. maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll tell you if you uh, let him through the line. But hopefully he never even touches you. Hopefully it's another sweep. I actually don't even think I gave you credit hey, for your... spending too much time at the Waffle House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Late he's... night. Yeah, he's... Uh... Is that what that place is? Waffle House? Yeah, yeah he's definitely spending too much time there. Getting yeah. in fights. I have never eaten at the Waffle House, but I hear that late night, it's it's a little sketchy. There's, there's a different crowd there. Anybody who tells me that they think Waffle House is good, I, I actively don't respect them. Because I think if you give me the reason that you have to be drunk to enjoy it, I think you're kind of a loser. <laughs> yeah. Because that's sort of the thing that everybody tells me. Oh, you got to be trash to like fucking Waffle House. It's like, 
I could be trash and yeah. barely, I mean, I'm like almost anything. So I don't know how this is any different. It's really bad. I, I personally don't care for it. But hey, question number one. What are the numbers on Kiki's father's license plate? Is it A, 1701, B, 2266, C, 0034, or D, 9109? Hmm. I should know these things because I was trying to note numbers and obviously I missed this one. I, I believe though, I think I might have seen it, 1701A. Alrighty, let's see if he's right, Joe. Back to you. Drew, Vanilla Taint might still be riding high after laying the smack down against his bastard brother, but he'll have another formidable foe this week against New Orleans' magic-laden defense. Let's see if Erskine can keep his head once the spells start flying. Erskine drops back. Five-step drop. He surveys the midfield and sees something he likes. Now he'll put it on a rope, and it's caught! Chim Chim, Clem Baker, Butt Cheeks Wiseman, <laughs> securing this one at the 50, and that's a first down, Vipers! Wow, Chim Cham, Clem Baker, Butt Cheeks Wiseman, helping you get that big, nice. meaty first down. All right, question number two. What number train does Kiki and Gigi sleep in when they first fly to the city? Is it A, 7, B, 12, C, 17, or D, 21? I'm going to go with D. D? Alrighty, back to you, Joe. Drew, it looks like the witch doctors are true to their name because they voodooed an Enzoed pylon to trip up Erskine on third, and the problematic quarterback had to be separated from the hex marker. <laughs> Seems like things are getting spooky out here for Vanilla Taint. <laughs> so, uh, no score there. It was 17. You were very close. <sighs> but, hey, we uh, at least have the three points, and you could get another three if you get this one right. So, question number three. How expensive were the red shoes Kiki sees in the shop window? Is it A, $7.99? B, 988, C, 1050, or D, 1225? I think it was B. B? Yeah. All right, Joe. Uh, how are we going to head into halftime? Drew, the Vipers are coming out the line, and they're keep a shrunken head as a sex toy package. Erskine exit. Fake pitch left, and he's rolling right. He's pointing to his receiver downfield, and there he's going to go. And it's a perfect pass. Jer Bear owed a lot of money in child support Johansson. Paying off the bills with that catch. And they're going to have just enough time to get that first down and another kick to make it 6-0 heading into halftime. Nice. Nice. So uh, Beef Whistle, your your punter kicker extraordinaire, was able to boot that one in for you. So very slim lead, but we're, we're holding on to it. Uh, thanks to Jer Bear. <laughs> Owned a lot of money in child support. Jer Bear. So uh, I guess it's halftime. Uh, what's his face? Joe Cuck is busting down, you know, running to uh, the locker room. Patrick, how do you feel about your uh, performance this week? Well, I feel like I could do better, but I'm, I'm hoping for a strong second half. I think it's probably going to come for you. Do you uh, have any fear that your uh, magical opponents will use any of their cheap tricks to mess up your game? No chance. No chance? No chance. That's good. I love the confidence. I'm sure our commissioner would believe the same thing. Shut up, bitch! Sorry, Mr. Commissioner. As you noticed, I'm wearing garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that works for witch doctors. Yeah, you never know. They're not I'm, fucking... I'm using, I got everything. <laughs> you I, I you've, got... <laughs> you've had the garlic cock ring on since the vampire fucking <laughs> yeah, battle, I got dude. some shit in my, my jock and everything, but, you know, I got all kind of talismans that are basically protecting me so yeah you have some weird shrine in your your locker <laughs> you're burning incense and you know i think you maybe sacrificed a bunny or something like that so maybe you're going to be projected i've hired a local witch to you know do a reverse hex on them too so was it a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> she might have <laughs> i mean did you hook up with her for money that's sort of you know the pre i don't remember what i paid her for but whatever <laughs> it's what you got yeah <laughs> it's not what i asked for but she kind of gave it to me anyways well, good for you for hooking up with the local witch, I suppose. <laughs> so, uh, second half, question number four. What is the dog's name that befriends Gigi when he's pretending to be a doll? 
Is it A, Koro, B, Heen, C, Jeff, or D, Muta? Jeff. <laughs> no, I, I uh, damn it. I'm going to say B. B? Yeah. All righty, Joe, back to you. Drew, Patrick's still looking shaken up after a witch doctor's defensive end burst through the line and blew magic powder into his eyes. That moment <laughs> tur- momentarily turned his legs into a goat's. This is definitely not a goat conversation Erskine wants to be a part of. So, uh, unfortunately, you did become somewhat of a goat, but you, you know, we're not playing like the greatest of all time. You're, you're kind of throwing the ball all over the place. What? Oh, a goat. Oh, I was. <laughs> yeah, they're magic. They, they can try to transform you. Good thing they didn't, you know, pull the Cusco on you, make you a full blown llama. That would have been bad. But it was Jeff. You laughed at that, but it was Jeff. Jeff. And the kid's name was Cat, which I thought was hilarious. That the kid's name was fucking Cat, and the dog's name was Jeff. So. You know, whoever did that decision was... Uh, I, I think that was something stupid that Disney probably did. Yeah, you think that was a, a yeah. Disney intervention? Because there's no way that a dog would be called Jeff in Japan. That's probably true. I mean, they're not... I mean, this is supposed to be like a European town, isn't it? I know, but I don't... I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be modeled after... Um, Sweden? Stockholm, yeah, Sweden. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know. You notice all the, the fonts were, like, Swedish and everything. Mm-hmm. Really? And the weird, yeah. Hotel, t- I mean, I saw, like, some things, like Saturnus. There was Latin. There was a lot of Latin. There was, like, a well, mixture I mean, of shit. It was just a bunch of... The actual, the shop name was some kind of weird play on um, a Japanese word for bakery. Mm. Panier or... Pe- Panier, uh, something like that. Panier. And then there was another word that basically means the game rock, paper, scissors. It was hmm. a combination of those two. I thought it was really funny when they made her a sign out of bread. And I didn't like, I, when I wrote that down, I was like, did they just make a sign out of bread? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. All right. Well, we'll we're just going to have to push gotta on. Got to go with you know. Yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> so, uh, damn, dad, you got to still pull away this could turn pretty quickly if you throw a pick so let's let's get our head back in the game so question number five what is the name of the trolley that kiki takes after losing her ability to fly is it a regina one b tamana three c kumamoto four or d kumadin two i know this one it's d d yeah all righty joe back to you drew the final quarter is fast approaching and the vipers are coming to the line in their secret zombie orgy package Vanilla hikes it. Hand off to Juicy Thighs. And now toss it back for a flea flicker. And Erskine is going deep and it's caught! Yes! Ward addicted to Flintstone Gummies Marcello. Snagging this one over the defender. And that's going to be a first down, Vipers. So, hey, we, we're fucking... Last question, Dad. You got to really make sure you don't throw a pick on this one. Question number six. At Osono's Bakery, she sells three types of soda. Lemon, grape, and what? Is it A, orange, B, pineapple, C, green apple, or D, strawberry? I'm going to have to go with A. That seems like the most likely type of soda. A? Yeah. All right, Joe, how's this game going to end? Drew, the Vipers will draw this game to its conclusion without a change in score, and the final result is 6-0. to zero. Wow. Wow. Narrow, narrow victory. What was the soda? It was uh, strawberry, actually. Ah. <sighs> I mean, it was just, I don't even know if it was fucking soda. It was just a strawberry was on Never the... Never uh, strawberry soda. I, I, I don't even know what that would be like. But that's, you know, apparently the, the stock that Osana has uh, in her in her cool-ass bakery. In her rock-paper-scissors-ass bakery. But hey, I mean, 6-0 and oh, or 6 versus 0 is still going to get you that win. Uh, and I didn't actually give you credit for... Uh, you had a 31 to 0 win against your brother last week. I only said you had 24. I forgot a score. So, hey... 
we only need one more and you get your your special token so good for you I'm to get back in the winning yeah game. i'm definitely gonna have to really bear down next week yeah grit your teeth i think we're gonna watch me i i think i know what we're gonna watch and it's that 30 minute ov that i sent you the other day so yeah that should be easy enough to figure out but dad we're gonna have to keep these festivities going this is uh, a high point for us i know erskine is definitely still riding off that uh uh, a few good plays that he made this week. I guess not a bunch. But hey, let's uh, jump in the ice bath, drink a little more of this wine Gatorade, and play some Would You Rather. So, Dad, would you rather be cleaned by cow tongues each morning and night or live a vagabond train life and never bathe? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first one, you know how she was licked by the cows uh, when she fell asleep in the train car? That would ostensibly become the way that you shower. You know, you would have some sort of, uh, whether it just be one cow or a bevy of cows just sort of surrounding you, they would have to clean you, you know, from your the bottom of your feet to the top of your tongue, and that's your shower. Or, you know, you have to live out, you know, on the tracks. You're, you're kind of, you know, drifting between town to town. You're asking for money, sleeping in train cars, eating fucking baked beans and shit, but you can't bathe. <laughs> you mean you can't touch water at all? I'll say that if you get, you know, those little wet naps that you get when you eat like ribs, <laughs> yeah. you could use those if you find them. You can like oh, wipe oh, your, there you I, go. I think you could wipe yourself uh, <laughs> as like the baseline. It's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, either you're going to be sort of semi-clean, kind of dirty, or you're going to be very dirty. Yeah. I don't feel that cow tongue is going to clean me properly. I, th- <laughs> I think it's just more of the anomaly. And actually cow tongues are pretty rough. It would probably just, you know. You'd have all kinds of rashes on you. Do you think? And they would give you a rash? Uh, you don't want... Uh, I, if I remember as a kid, I remember feeding cows. We used to go to this farm, hmm. and um, it's not a tongue you... Eh, no. I remember getting... I don't remember what cow tongues are like, but I always remember this one giraffe tongue that I saw when you guys took us to some sort of zoo, I think, in Florida. And it was like the longest, scariest, most purple tongue I've ever seen. And I've, I sort of am afraid of all tongues since then. <laughs> What kind of tongue from who? A giraffe. Yeah, I remember the giraffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was that thing was crazy. Dude. Yeah, but I, I mean, the tongue thing. The only reason I that would was pick quite an experience to actually be able to feed a giraffe. Well, we got to ride that elephant. I mean, too. the fact that they allow just giraffes to be fed, and even by small people. I mean, children. small people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of little people are yeah. just feeding the giraffe. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Have... Children. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was a it was a formative experience. Same thing. Like I said, riding on that elephant too was a very cool thing to do yeah. at that age. Right. I felt like Aladdin or something. I felt like an Arabian Knight. So I I probably would not do the cow tongue thing because unless I'm Unless I'm a, such a sick fuck that I'm kind of like can't wait for them to lick my genitals. Like there's almost no reason why I would want it. So I think the vagabond train life, which I've really contemplated a lot in my life anyways, is something that I would be okay with trying as long as I had like wet naps to wipe my genitals down in my asshole. I think those are the only two places that I really care to clean and I'm on my body, my dick and my balls and my ass. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be a dirty motherfucker. Well, you would think that. I mean, cleanliness is not something that's... You know, that just became something through the ages, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Body odor and stuff became, you know, but at some point people just didn't bathe like that. What do you think was the time period where sex smelt the worst? I think for the first, I mean, what, this is 2021. You could probably say for the last, uh, sex only probably started smelling good in the last like 100 years. 
It could be. Or even maybe before that. 1800s was probably still decent. I mean, they probably didn't shower all the time or bathe. I bet, oh my God, sex throughout history, that's a really gross question to think about. How bad people stunk throughout history and they were still bumping uglies. Well, at some point, people got tired of it because all of a sudden it became, you know, the rich became mm-hmm. infatuated. Well, I would say infatuated, but it was, you know, considered, you know, the smell was not good. So. Yeah. I, yeah, whoever was like biting their lip and sort of powering through that, you you were a different breed. That was like the real Darwinian uh, evolution is people learning not to like the dirty smell of pussy. But I wonder dick. if it's just one of those things where if it's just common, you probably it just, you know what I mean? You don't think about it. Well, it probably just smells so bad all the time that they just, it's just yeah, the miasma just, of life. Yeah, you just blank it out. I yeah. mean, it's just like, that's just the way shit is. You yeah, know, you so. take a, a real good huff of your And your then partner. somebody like, obviously, you know, like got some kind of a flower and like, hmm, you know what? This smells better than... They invented your soap. stinky ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I much prefer this bouquet of flowers to your filthy asshole, yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Why don't you stuff these flowers up your ass? You know, I'm sure they were beheaded after that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone would even make the suggestion to a, a person of any regality would probably be uh, pretty pissed off at that. But yeah, I'm gonna pick the vagabond train life. So next one up, would you rather be shrunken down and pretend to be a doll? Uh, and if you're found, you're caught and pulled apart. So essentially like a Toy Story life in a way. Or live in a bird cage owned by giant bird people who own you as a pet. So the first one is that you're shrunken down, I'd say five, six inches. You're probably like a little action figure. You're going to have to stick almost like kind of like Arietti size, you know? Well, I would have to say that the toys in Toy Story had a pretty good life. They they seem pretty happy. So, um, and they never seem to get caught. So you should be able to pull it off. But you don't have the same motivation of those toys. Oh yeah, toys. you do. You, you don't have the get... motivation that you're going to get pulled apart. But no, they want to be played with. You're, if you're just like you're you're kind of doing whatever weird fucking stunts your your kid owner is doing. He straps you to like an RC car and shoots you off a goddamn mountain. Like you're probably going to be hurt. You know, it's just going to be like the secret life of. Arietti. No. I mean, I remember, I vaguely remember the kid having the hots for that little, you know, little girl. So I don't think that I actually want to be a part of that. If the person who is owning me, who thinks I'm a doll, is also attracted to me, not a chance. <laughs> well, that's not part of this question. Okay? It might be. Let's not turn it Maybe into... he's going to pull you apart. Now that with... you pretend to be a small sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> a hand-sized real doll. <laughs> An action figure size yeah. real doll. That's really fucked up. If someone made a real doll that was the size of like a Barbie and you just fucking grab the legs and sort no, of just like pull no, it on. No, no, wow. No. That's a real spinner. <laughs> if you know what that means. I'm uh, certainly not going to be like a bird in a cage. That's. Well, I think with the other one, with the bird in the cage thing, the fact that they're giant and you're still the same size means that you could ostensibly escape and go back to a normal life. But with the other one, you are just shrunken down and you are five to six inches tall. Oh, so you're saying that... You retain your size if you're captured by the birds, but the bird people are big in the same way that we would look at a bird. But you can still kind of go back to your life. Although with the doll thing, you're fucking little and you might be fucking a little. Do the giant bird people have bird brains? I'll say they're conservative. <laughs> I'll say they're skeptical about they're shit on the internet. Smart enough to cage you, but yeah, um, they're smart enough. Uh, yeah, that's, is this Revenge of the Birds? Is that what's you're basically some kind of Twilight Zone thing? It could be uh, the Misandry Zone. This yeah. is 
Uh, yeah. I mean, they're just big bird people. I mean, the same way that you would be kind of like having a pet. But, you know, you they would feed you bird seed and they would fucking, you know, give you water and you would just have to live that very controlled life or you put yourself in danger to be a doll. I think I would still pick the doll thing because living in a cage is kind of tough. And I yeah. guess I would have a mansion if they have a dollhouse for me. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to start to stink too. I would think after a certain amount of time, it's like, why does my doll smell like garbage? And then <laughs> I have to go fucking, you know, wash myself. <laughs> yeah, they throw you in the freaking washing oh machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. Oh, this doll stinks. Throw it in the machine. Yeah. And then they whip you in the dryer. <laughs> oh, know. my God. Oh, man, you that, come out just completely heat yeah. burnt. Yeah, that's a nightmare, but hopefully uh, that isn't the case. Hopefully I can maybe keep a bar of soap in, like, my little toy house and I can clean myself. It could smell like dove for my owner. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the doll one. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Fuck the bird people? Yeah, I don't want to be part of that. All right, last one up. Would you rather become a world-class painter, but you can only paint furry smut, or have magic powers, but every time you ejaculate, you lose them for one week, and the punishment doubles each time? Excuse me. So, if you come, you lose your powers for a week. If you do it again... You lose it for two weeks. And every time after a while, it becomes four weeks, two months, four months. The more and more it happens, the longer that you use your powers. So uh, you ha you obtain these powers, but each time you ejaculate from that point on, yes, then you lose them for a, in a, in a, for an amount of time that keeps increasing. So it starts off at one week and then it doubles. Just like how the person would ask for like a penny. It's like, all right, I want to be paid in a penny. I get two pennies and I get four. Then it just keeps rolling over. Yeah. And at some point you'll just... Lose them for the yeah. rest of your life. And so essentially, you'd have to become celibate if you really wanted to be magic. Yeah. Well, I mean, is, you know, you would probably do, you know, make the best of whatever magic powers you have, and then realize that at some point you're just, you know. But how long do you do you hold onto that nut? You're just like so desperate to kind of like. Well, I will. I will say that. Yeah, if but you, the, think of like if you just spent like a year and you had all these magic powers. Think of all the stuff you could do. Just be celibate for a year, and then you know. Then of course, but to not even jerk off. I mean, because I, I, there was a period in my life where I didn't have sex or any sort of physical intercourse for like three years, but I still jerked off like a madman, and that was the only way that I was able to like keep my equal uh, equilibrium. If I, <laughs> if I, if I couldn't ejaculate at all for a what year, what are you trying to say? You fall over? Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to fall over into a knife, dude. I was done, <laughs> but jacking off, you know, kept me alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I could. I mean, I'll, I would have to definitely sort of reevaluate what I want in the world if I'm really going to commit to being a true celibate. I will say that if you have like a night emission, that doesn't count. So basically what you're saying is that the three uh, the things that you need in life is food, water, shelter and masturbation. Well, or ideally pussy. <laughs> but, but yeah, you just need to well, be Well, I mean if, if yeah, ideally, but I mean either that or you know, if it's not available then You, you have to literally get the semen out of your body like it's poison. Oh boy. I've made this analogy before, but I believe cum is poison in a man's body and you need to get rid of it or you become an incel and a bad person. The longer you keep coming you, the, I I might even start using those magic powers for evil if I start having to hold in that nut. If I, I'm like two years into it, I haven't come at all. I might start hurting people. I don't know. I, I, I might not be uh, able to be uh, a good guy with those magic powers. Although being a world-class painter, even though you are painting for a smut, people make a fuck ton of money drawing, uh, what is it? Explicit furry shit on the internet. 
furry. You make yeah, you furry porn, like commission furry porn, you can make thousands of dollars easy. If you really commit to like drawing, I don't know, wolf people with fat ass titties and like an ass. <laughs> I'm dead serious, dude. You can make so much cash drawing. I mean, this that is stuff. art? Yeah, this, this is, is like I mean, you could be like an artist about it. You could be the fucking Picasso of furry smut, or you could just be really, really good at doing it and just cash in. Although it's the only thing you can paint. You try to do anything else, you try to even do a landscape and That's it just becomes crazy. a fucking pair of tits with yeah. fur all over them. Oh man. Well, hey, everybody needs a job. You you would be very talented. I'm sure you'd probably be lauded. I don't do you think you could be so good of a smut painter that you would actually be welcome into the mainstream? You're like um who's the woman who would always uh paint vaginas? What was her name? Um it wasn't Jackson Pollock. It was fucking That <laughs> wasn't a woman. No, I know. Woman who painted vaginas. Um oh, Georgia O'Keefe. Yeah, you'd be the Georgia O'Keefe of furry smut <laughs> if you could uh, if you could make that happen. So, I mean, maybe you could be subtle about it. Who knows? Either that, like, like you, we already talked about. It. What do you think you're gonna do? Um. No, I'm gonna have the magic powers. You're gonna have the magic powers. Yeah. I think I really do want the magic powers too, but. I think it would be an easier life to just be like a we. I would love to be the painter who lives out in the woods, just painting porn of furry people and just kind of like remotely selling it and just sort of living a life off the grid. I think I would be happier that way because I could still jerk off. Maybe I would even like the stuff that I'm painting. Who knows? Maybe I would just go full furry out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go left turn. I'll just become a painter. I'll uh, you know see where that takes me in the in the world and. I guess you the can thing never is, come the other that. way, I mean, no. I mean, the only thing you're losing the other way is your magic powers. You're not losing the ability to have sex. I know, but that still sucks. I mean, that if I'm going to lose the powers. Because I can still paint. But you can, you're not a world-class painter. You, you're not an artist. Oh, you somehow become your, you know, make a deal with the devil type of thing where you become a world-class painter. Well, it'd almost be like a genie ordeal because genies always, you know, fuck you over with some sort of technicality. So, yeah, it's like you're a world-class painter, but you can only draw the most disgusting furry stuff. So that's, well, I mean, that's hey, just where I'm going to have to be. As long as there's a market for it. There's a huge market for it, and that's what I'm trying to cash in. I'll make an NFT of, I don't even know, some tiger's pussy, and I'll probably make a billion dollars. So I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try to get into the NFT game as a a, a, a furry smut painter. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the furries <laughs> rear their ugly head. <laughs> I wouldn't call it ugly. I think I think it can uh, get me a lot of cash, so I would watch your mouth there. Okay. That's sorry. my future art. <laughs> sorry, that's right. We're, we're furry friendly here. Yeah, we're furry lives matter. Yeah. You can't say ugly. That's yeah. rude. Yeah. What's, Shame on me. That's the 3% of our, epi- uh, our, uh, our audience, audience who doesn't yeah. want to identify themselves. So yeah. watch your mouth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad, we are uh, continuing the festivities out in town. Now that we have maybe a, a good idea of what we want to do with our future, uh, we also kind of want to know what's going on with the characters in this movie. What's going on in their lives? If there's any uh, possible bit skits and sequel ideas we can extrapolate from that. Uh, I know that you might have something here. Would you like to share uh, <laughs> what your Ghibli all grown up is? Well, I have Where Are They Now? Okay. So, like, the subparticle of Ghibli yes. All Grown Up. Okay. So, Kiki, unfortunately, runs into some more problems. Of course. Okay. You know, with all the delivery options available, like Uber, Amazon, hmm. 
Kiki's business starts to decline, and uh, she need you know she starts taking on some sketchy customers. Okay. And as a result, she gets caught up in a drug smuggling ring. What kind of drugs? That's the thing. She didn't know. Is she flipping that Colombian? I mud? mean, she. It was you know. <laughs> Could have been. Hey, Kiki. Uh, yeah, she started <laughs> delivering drugs across the ocean, and then she got you know arrested in a sting. But uh, fortunately, she was cleared of all charges because they they realized that she didn't understand what she was doing, and she just got caught up in the sting. What kind of legal ground? It's like, oh, she didn't know what she was doing. Hey, so. she just took a package. And she's like, here, deliver across this. the ocean. Yeah, you well, said she just, just flew across. Well, she, you know, she can get over there quick. Can she? A broom. Yeah. she can barely fucking fly. I don't know what that, how far that ocean, the next, you know, set of land, you know, but okay. whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Are we going Atlantic or Pacific? <laughs> I don't know what ocean that was. Yeah, that could have been a sea. That's true. That could have been anything. Could have been the Mediterranean or something. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty funny. I I, w- I could see you know <laughs> Kiki getting into some shady shit when she tries to make her adult life work. <laughs> she's sick of living alone. <laughs> And Tombo and Kiki, they do become a couple. Mm-hmm. But they break up when uh, Tombo takes a job with Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin Space Company. Oh, fuck. Because she despises Amazon. Of course. Yes. Who wouldn't? And uh, that's pretty much the end. So and- she, he fully sells out and becomes an Amazon shill. Yes. And screws over his girlfriend, who is also in the, yeah. the delivery yeah, business. Yeah, because, you know, he's into, you know, flying machines and so in Blue Origin and, you know. He designs yeah, the new drones. Plus he's, you know, some kind of, you know, local genius or something to that effect. You think he's a local genius? Yeah, well, he's supposed to be smart. I guess so. I mean, he builds some kind of stupid ass here. That's the thing about Miyazaki too. Is like he always has air machines. You know, mm. he loves his his aircrafts. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they they don't have any. You know, I mean, the one at the end though, I think they've actually made a prototype. Yeah, something like that. That mm. was you know uh, human powered. That's awesome. Somebody made a uh, an airplane like that was able. Well, to Well, did fly. you see that she at the end had him on a string? Like, that's how he was flying at the end. Like, she had this string attached to the top of his thing that was connected to her hand while she was, like, flying her. So I don't even know if that thing could actually fly. I thought she had, like, some sort of... I I, I might be wrong here, but I thought I saw that she had some sort of hmm, connected thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe it still worked. I don't know. Maybe she was just giving him a little extra uh, flying power. But I like that. I could see, you know, him him going dark mode. Yeah. You know, Tom, Tombo. Was that his fucking name? <laughs> So, you know, after they break up, Kiki, you know, she's she's getting depressed again. Mm. And uh, she starts hanging out in some of the local clubs. Okay. And uh, she is famously associated with what is known as the Ghibli Brat Pack. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. And the members include Chichiro. Chichiro. Chihiro. Chihiro. Chichiro. <laughs> Chirio. Haiku. Okay. Um, Haru. Okay. Howl. Howl, okay. And uh, she becomes a frequent guest on Howl's Hype House. (laughs) (laughs) His podcast? (laughs) That's hilarious. Good to see Howl is still being a fuckboy. I know we left him, like, last year just sort of living in his mansion, but the podcast game is strong. Yeah, there's rumors him and Kiki have hooked up. Yeah. He probably gave her VD. It well, seems you like know how he's just a player, but I feel like how probably I mean, hopefully Kiki is of age at that point, but <laughs> hopefully how is not a predator, uh, as we've seen with some of these other people. And uh, at this time, too, she starts a goth rock band. 
Wow. She goes goth? Yeah. Called Kiki and the Black Cats. Ooh, that's really cool. And guess who's on bass? Who? No face. Wow. Yeah, Spirit Away. I love the idea of a Miyazaki connected universe. Yeah. I feel like he has to go full Ready Player One with his with his, <laughs> with his IP. And maybe that's going to be the case when we get to the uh, Ghibli theme park. Maybe they're just going to have a full-blown you know, meeting. That'd be awesome. And, uh, the, you know, the band, she doesn't really, it doesn't really work out, and she doesn't know what to do, but Osana comes sort of to her rescue, and she tries to incorporate her again, you know, to go into business with her, hmm. and they actually start a franchise, hmm. and um, they create the Kiki Cream Donuts. Very cool. Yeah. Kiki Cream Donuts. Yeah. Wow. That sounds delicious, dude. I, I'm... <laughs> Is there another turn? Because I feel like she might have just some other issue. That no, you gotta... this is pretty much, you know, she's just back in the corporate world. Finally, she's, you know, settling down into a, you know, yeah, to really doing her own business here. Or at least Sells her soul back into fucking yes, exactly. capitalism. <laughs> After sort of going off the rails, you know. Well, good for Kiki. Getting involved in drugs and, you know, rock. Selling heroin. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, basically, <laughs> is what happened to Kiki. Yeah, she turned 18 and her life just went off the rails. Yeah. That's... Uh, too bad for her, but I'm sure she'll feel a lot better once uh, those cream donuts just really hit the mainstream. Maybe they're going to get bought out by Krispy Kreme. They'll get, like, adopted or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's sort of where, you know, they do get bought out mm. eventually, and she becomes a millionaire. But That's all she really wants, right? Yeah. Just to be loaded, flush with cash. Well, good for her. And uh, the I do have an update on Ursula. Okay. She does become a renowned artist, and she opens up a studio in New York. Ooh. Yeah. And, cool. uh, but then she becomes overwhelmed by New York lifestyle and basically moves back to the woods and becomes a recluse. Is it the she goes back to that place or she goes to the New York woods? No, she goes back to her. Okay, her good little cabin. Woods, yeah. Hangs out with her crows. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. She becomes known as the crow lady, you know what I mean, later <laughs> on. The village, she, she becomes sort of, you know. Same with that guy uh, who had the condom the suit and got kicked I guess, out. Yeah. She has like this suit of fucking bird feathers and they kick her out. Once <laughs> once they start cutting down the forest. She it, just has, you know, bird seed. She's flinging it out and birds are all on top of her. Yeah, living in her hair. She's wearing a long cricket coat. and She's the J.D. Salinger. Bench. Yeah. She's the J.D. Salinger of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> she, she starts dating a minor <laughs> and then she just goes off the rails. That's <laughs> quite the story. Yeah. Is there anybody else? No, that was it. No. Okay. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, I love to know what exactly is going on with these characters uh, post this movie because I'm just so damn curious, especially knowing now that Ursula, uh, I guess, became problematic and, you know, is a genius, but sort of has some uh, Yeah, because you history. thought that she had, you know, she was sort of had that Zen stuff going and um, hmm. unfortunately New York defiled Sapped her. Sapped it out of yeah. her fucking body, yeah. which often happens, dude. City life is tough, you know accumulating to that acclimating excuse me not accumulating <laughs> well i have uh just one idea that we could do and it, i guess it was kind of similar i wanted to do like a wizard he works for uber eats or amazon or you know something of that means but i, I like the idea of like a, a teenage wizard just like having to get a job like his dad's like come on you know you're sitting around all day you're wasting your fucking time so i think we could probably riff on that for uh, at least a couple minutes okay let's do it all right let me start a timer go Hey, uh, Jimmy, come downstairs real quick. I'm, uh, you know, I'm sitting at a table. I'm just like this big burly dude. Yes. Son, sit down. Okay. Right. You sit down. Do you know what I got in the mail today? No. 
I got your report card. And let me be honest with you, it's not great. I don't know what you've been doing. I know you've been hanging out with your friends, uh, fucking around on your, your new broom, which I'm already regretting getting you. But D's are not going to cut it, young man. I don't think you can walk into this house uh, with even an ounce of pride with a handful of D's on your report card. I don't really see what school is going to do for me, considering I have wizard powers. Well, obviously it would teach you some respect because you seem to not have uh, an inkling of that. So you know what? Not only am I going to take away your broom, I'm actually going to make you go get a job because you're sitting around. I can smell the weed in your room. I know you're smoking that shit. I know that you uh, also tried to hook up with the neighbor the that other day. That wasn't weed. That was some kind of potion I was mixing up. I'm sure that potion got you exactly where you wanted to go. I don't care what drugs you're making, to be honest with you. Until you actually start making money and making something yourself. I wasn't yourself, passed out. I was sleeping. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, you're not wrong. But it's not going to cut anymore, Jimmy. Honestly, this is just not going to cut anymore. So, hey, I actually... Uh, I actually reached out to a few friends. You know, I got my friend Sal down by the uh, the pizza shop, and you're going to have to go there today. Sorry, but this is just the way no it's going to go. No way! Yeah, Sal's a good guy. He's made my friend since high school. He's opened up a great business. He said he would give you a job, and this is going to be the way it is. Nobody eats at Sal's. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> Sal is at least a good guy. Just because his pizza isn't great doesn't mean that you can, you know, turn down this offer. So, go... Go say hi to your new boss, I guess. Tell Sal I said hi. All right. So uh, I can't believe this. This is bullshit. <laughs> so I fucking kick you out. You uh, you walk over to Sal's, and uh, you open up the door. Hey, Jimmy! Good to see you, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, my old man made me come down. He says you're gonna give me a job. I heard you're uh, smoking reefer and... Uh, no, 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 no. That's all lies. Is it lies that you've been jerking off too much? I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Jimmy, young man. <laughs> I knew you had that fire in you. Well, speaking of fire, I have some hot and ready food that I need to be delivered. And I have, uh, you know, a little station wagon out back. I know you have your driver's license. So if you wouldn't mind dropping this off at the, uh, the well, address. if you could talk to my old man and give me back my broom. This could become very lucrative for you. I understand the broom might be a little bit easier, but the old jalopy is going to have to be what it takes because I have no uh, I have no history with the broom, my friend. I don't even really know how to ride one of those things, and quite frankly, they scare me. Your hocus-pocus bullshit, I not going to hope you have good insurance. <laughs> it's All my driving experience is on a broom. Ever since that, you know, ever since we tried to get, uh, ever since someone accused us of having children under the basement, I, my insurance is great. So I, let me assure you there. Yeah, that's why you have no customers. It, what, it was disproven. So I, I don't really want to bring this up, to be completely honest with you, Jimmy. I think you should go and get that pizza to our customer, right? All right. Give me the damn pizza. <laughs> so I give you a pizza uh, and you get in the fucking car. And you're herky-jerky all around the road. You're an absolute mess on there. And you hey, <laughs> you idiot! What are you doing? Get out of my way! Hey, Stupid. fuck you, pussy! Ah, oh, man. This job sucks. <laughs> so you uh, you drive up onto the, the customer's lawn. You fucking completely miss their driveway. <laughs> and you, you pull up right to their hedges. Run uh, over their mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you knock on the mailbox. And uh, I guess you go to the door. Hello? Hello? Who is it? Pizza delivery. Oh, perfect. Uh, give me one second. So the, the guy comes up to the door. 
Hey, uh, wait a minute. Are you that snot-nosed wizard who fucking smokes pot outside my house? What is it with everybody in the pot smoking? I'm telling you, it's not pot. <laughs> Damn it. That's so typical of a, a little wizard boy like you. What? I mean, sorry, that was maybe out of line. <laughs> Did you call me? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, can I can I see that pizza? I just want to see what this is. Uh, you know, I take the pizza out of your hands before you even, you know, offer it to me. I open it up. Is this double anchovy? I don't with know. white sauce? I didn't make the and pizza. Spinach. Was this not what I ordered? Can I, I turn it around? It's a fucking calzone. What the fuck is this? Uh, I don't know, but if you don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I I tear it open and I show you the inside. What is this? Tell me what's on the inside. Oh, my God. I think that's a herring pumpkin calzone. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. This smells like dirty pussy and you bring this to my house. Uh, no wonder you you lazy pot smoke. You know, get the fuck out of here. It isn't my fault. It's Sal. You know, nobody goes there. Why would you even order a pizza from Sal? Sal's a good guy, dude. Sal used to yeah, hook up with my sister back in high Sal's school. Sal's a good guy. But he makes a shitty pizza. But you're you're. I know I'm not supposed to kill the messenger. I have but a broom. I'm not gonna... I could have been there delivering these things in record time. But no, they make me drive. And by the way, I didn't do that to your mailbox. What the fuck is that? I look over the. Not only is the mailbox broken, and I don't know why it's attached to the front of the grill of that freaking station wagon over there, but. <laughs> I did not do that. It's like in the grill of the car. You've done like donuts on the road. You've destroyed my lawn. What happened? You brought me a wrong pizza. This. Not only am I going to call Sal. Not only am I going to get you fucking fired. I'm going to call the fucking cops. So I, uh, I, you know, I get on the phone. Hello? Yeah? Uh, I had actually like a, an officer to come down to uh, my address. Uh, I've had some real bad vandalism happening on my property. Uh, yeah. And it's a if you can imagine so I, I hang up the phone you stay right here dude you stay right here and you're gonna get exactly what comes to you you do realize you're messing with a wizard i don't care you could be you know the mayor's son for all i give a shit you're you're going down buddy so i'm gonna put a hex on you <laughs> whoa <laughs> i throw my hands up and the the cop car sort of pulls up and the, the cop comes out with his gun up hey put your hands down or up excuse me you sure you want me to do that? <laughs> Sir, are you okay? And I'm know, I'm talking to the dude with his hands up. Mr. Officer, this 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 dirty pot smoking wizard has me, you know, cornered here. You need to put him down. Sir, I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know what you did to this lawn, but you need to get down on the ground. I can't do that. <sighs> I take a step towards you. Sir, you know, I will discharge this gun into you if you if you if you try me again. I'm shaking. I'm I'm visibly scared. I have my wizard cloaking on. You cannot harm me. Okay, you. <laughs> so you throw on a fucking invisibility cloak. Whoa, wait, whoa, where'd he go? Hey, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> you fucking grab me by the, the underwear and give me a wedgie. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> no, this is the worst thing. I remember when Sal used to do this to me. Just think, all you guys had to do is just let me do my wizard stuff. I don't want to freaking deliver pizzas. I just want to be a wizard for the good of the community. And who cares if I smoke pot? <laughs> <laughs> Finally.
finally the truth comes out. <laughs> All right, I think that's a, a good place to stop it right there. After you gave the cop a wedgie and uh, admitted to being a pot smoker, which is maybe the only important thing you have to admit to yourself. <laughs> being okay with just being addicted to weed, as I sort of have myself. So that was fun. That was a, a good little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as I usually say, maybe that wasn't the best or, you know, best of our best bits, but we're trying to see if this gets on the best of our best list. So let's uh, throw this one on the Rushmore real quick so we can try to catch this Patriots halftime show. I don't even know what the fuck the quarter's at. So, you know what uh, the score is? I'll look it up, but I, as I... I know what it is. What is it? 31 to 7 at no, halftime. Patriots. No way. Yeah. I love that. Dad, we're heading into the rest yeah. of this podcast with a lot of energy because Mac Jones is our savior against the Jets, maybe. I think it all stems from watching Kiki. I think so. I think yeah. Kiki We've gave us... we brought some kind of good aura or... Mojo. Mojo. It's yeah. just... It's in the air. I yeah. can feel it. The pedophiles... Today was going to be a good day. Yeah. There's no the no pedophilia. There's yeah. nothing that right. would bring us down. Right. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling really good now that I know the past. Maybe in an alternate universe, there's something else going bad. You know, probably we watch something... Deplorable. Yeah. We and watched King of Pigs or something, yeah. which is also on our schedule. Or some is... stupid movie about a guy that masturbates and turns into a monster. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something we might watch. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get around to that. Who knows? But, Dad, let's get on to our Rushmore here. I only have one because uh, I guess this is really the only one I can think of. So, Best Witch. Does Kiki beat out Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter series, the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus, uh, the Wicked Witch of the East in The Wizard of Oz, or Ursula in The Little Mermaid. And I actually have a, I mean, I have an option for you to switch one about, but I had the Scarlet Witch as the Avengers on the, the fringe. Do you think any of those need to be replaced before we get to the, the Kiki? Well, I think she should be on the Good Witch Rushmore. I, I mean, I think... Well, there is also the the Gilda Witch, the Wizard of Oz. I think the the Wicked Witch of the Each is more iconic. I suppose if there was a subcategory of Good Witch, that would be differential, and that's in that aspect. But yeah, well, all these witches are nasty, right? And Hermione isn't. No, Hermione. No, she's, Scarlet Witch. I guess, and I would not take Hermione off. Mm-mm. But all the rest of them, I guess, if I put Gilda uh, or Glinda, I suppose, from the Wizard of Oz, that would be another Good Witch. But. Yeah, I mean, we could swap out one baddie for a goodie. I would take off Ursula. From the uh, Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah, she was, uh, what, a sea witch, I guess. But the the tentacles are pretty cool. Very hentai-esque, uh, I suppose, if she were to make an appearance in, a, in an anime. But I do think Kiki deserves to be on here simply because somewhat, I mean, I wouldn't even say she's a child prodigy, but she's just so wholesome. She just yeah. has a good heart. So I'm okay with taking Ursula off, who is just a mean lady. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey. Good for Kiki. Making yeah. it up. Probably hanging out with Hermione. I feel like they would get along really well. Hermione would teach her a lot. Probably a lot about yeah. potions and shit. They would be best friends. I, I would hope so. I would hope uh, Hermione would take her like under her wing. Absolutely. So, Dad, I, think I don't... she might actually have to maybe move you know, into the Harry Potter realm and, or universe. Well, there was a... Uh, maybe a, you know, a... A crossover? Mizaki, yeah, a crossover. Well, there was a comment um, that insinuated that the mother was Hermione Granger and she had moved to whatever town and she's still being disappointed yeah. even by her daughter. And it's Harry Potter. What I have to question about Kiki as a witch or the witches of her time is what the hell do they really do? I mean, they can fly in a broom. Make potions. And they make potions because they don't have magic wands. Mm-hmm. And you don't see them, you know, her trying to, you know, create a spell or any kind of thing like that. All yeah. they do is create potions. 
So they're sort of like the precursor to Big Pharma. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> wow, I would have never thought that Pfizer and Kiki had anything to do with each other, but I guess Phil Hartman was in this movie. So. Yeah, Kiki's mother's like, yeah, I'm trying to mix a potion for that COVID. Yeah. This is all like that show Dope Sick where they're making Oxycontin, but it's just Kiki's mom making drugs. Yeah. <laughs> we have this brand new drug made by witches that is not as addictive as all these other painkillers, and it's going to change the whole game. <laughs> the whole rest of the fucking country is destroyed. Yeah. Well, what's, that, the old, what's the mother, the old, uh, the grandmother? She's like, yeah, I can mix a potion from my rheumatoid. Oh, yeah. She wants like uh, rheumatism. Yeah. yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, they're definitely. So they're just she, making, she is making oxycodone. Yeah, she's just mixing <laughs> drugs, man. She's making prescription yeah. medicine for the I, local I doctors. I question whether she's. Oh no, I don't want to go there because you know. You can go there. I mean, you know, maybe she's just really, you know, mixing meth. I thought about that too. I was like, <laughs> secret Breaking Bad, you know, kind of doorway to this. <laughs> I definitely think that if that's going to be the way that Kiki starts selling drugs, it's probably going to be her mom's own medicine. Oh, She's probably man. just slinging that shit. Her mom is cooking meth. She's got to protect her family. She has. That's why she was wearing that headband. She has cancer or something. Brain cancer. Who knows? But yeah, that's a that's really funny. She's making oxycodone. <laughs> Dad, I don't know about you, but I'm done talking about this movie. It's a, a live action Netflix recast, and uh, we're at the head of this one. So right away, Bay. Do you think Michael Bay? No way, Bay. No way, Bay. There's no no way I would even let Michael Bay on the lot. Yeah. If he just wanted to come by and say hello, yeah, I'd probably even, tell I Michael Bay to go fuck even himself. Sniff this movie. I wouldn't even want him to be in a mile radius. He's like yeah. a he's like you know when they when they say like you're not allowed in 300 feet of like a school. That's how I feel about Michael Bay on this movie set. <laughs> you're just not allowed to be here. Yeah, that's funny. So instead of uh, uh, I guess Bay, who would you like to have as your director? I was thinking maybe uh, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, I could see that happening. His like a whimsical style. Yeah, he has you know, sort of a Forrest Gump type of fantasy type thing. Yeah, very like the morals are there. Has like I, I can see the moral aspect of like a Gump type movie in a, a Kiki kind of revival. Uh, I had Chris Columbus, who is the director for I know for sure the first Harry Potter. It might have been more than that. But I liked the mood that that movie sets with all these child actors and how they kind of are learning magic and, you know, becoming uh, in their own way of a coming-in-age movie. So I think that would work really well for Kiki to uh, be under Chris uh, Columbus's direction there. Right. Who did yeah, you have as your Kiki? I went with – I had a hard time. I couldn't find the, the perfect Kiki. I think – Although it, I like my pick in some way. I like your pick a lot. Yeah. I think it is cool to kind of honestly, we don't pick enough black actors or actresses in general. Yeah. Uh, just simply because, I guess we just haven't. But I, I do like uh, your pick, and I kind of went the same way with mine. Yeah, I, I guess you pronounce her. Is it Ska or I Sky? Think it's, I'm gonna have to think Sky. Ska. Ska. Ska Jackson. Ska Jackson. Hey, let's put on some Ska Jackson. I mean, yeah, it's Sky. Sky Jackson. Yeah. What is she uh, known for? Do you know? Uh, I know she's in some, like, um, Disney stuff. Mm -hmm. Bunk Jesse Bunked. Yeah. Bubble Bunked. Gumples. Yeah. Yeah. So she seems to have some voice work, uh, at least in a lot of kid shows. And I also had a child actor um, for my next two picks. But my first one was uh, Storm Reed, who was... Uh, the sister of Zendaya in Euphoria, and she was also the daughter of Idris Elba in the new Suicide Squad. 
But I think in the same way uh, that I would like to get more people of color in these casts, I think Storm Reed would be great. She's kind of she's I think 17, but or maybe even 18. I can't remember how old she was. But yeah, I think she would be able to slip right into the Kiki pretty easily. Uh, who did you have as your Tombo? I had Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. We haven't seen him in a in a little bit, and yeah. I think in a way he might be the perfect Tombo. Yeah. Uh, I I had some trouble with this one, so I kind of went off the the plantation with this one in terms of just picking some random ass person, and I found this dude Casey Simpson. And something about his face, I didn't really know about his hair, but like I could see him just wearing glasses and having a little Yeah, that you know, hair, I don't know. He, yeah, you're going to have to do something about that. Yeah, his hair in this picture is pretty ridiculous, but I, I can see uh, Casey Simpson, who I think is like a, a Nickelodeon uh, actor. So I, I think maybe he can have a, a breakout moment as Tombo. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it'll be any up-and-coming child actor. Yeah, if not Tremblay Probably himself. within the Disney uh, stable of... Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like Disney just has, what, tons and tons. An I mean, army Because they have all actors. these, yeah, young actors and roles that I don't even know what the Disney, you know, what they're producing out there. But it seems like they got a million kid shows. Yeah. They always got future <laughs> pop stars uh, in the chamber. Yeah. So I, I think maybe Casey Simpson is... Only to break out and then become, like, you know, drug addicts or whatever. Uh, you know, that's sort of the journey that a lot of these Disney stars have to take. You have to have uh, your your goody-goody two-shoes phase, and then you got to just experiment. You know, have a lot of sex, do a lot of drugs, and then become an adult. Like everybody. We all have to kind of go through The that. most tragic to me is Lindsay Lohan. I used to love Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Lindsay... And I always just, like, that to me is the most tragic one, that she just, like, her potential seemed so great, and then now she's just, like, this really... I mean, she's washed up. I mean, you don't see her in anything. I mean, nobody wants to deal with her, I guess. Well, I remember she made a movie called The Canyons with James Dean, the porn star. And that was sort of a, a softcore kind of movie. I can't remember. There were sexual elements to it. But yeah, I mean, each, even young uh, Lindsay Lohan would have been a perfect Ursula, Yeah, I think. Uh, so it's it really is bad. I mean, I don't think she was ever going to be like the Meryl Streep of her fucking generation, but like I still liked her as a as a, a leading lady type of thing. I loved Lindsay Lohan back in the day. So yeah, yeah I agree. It's it's fucking tragic. Uh, who did you have as Osono? I had Michelle Williams. I like this pick a lot. Yeah. I think uh, Michelle Williams is a great pick for this, especially with the short hair and right. you know how that's sort of been monopolized by her. Right. Uh, I had Amy Adams, who is sort of the the perennial redheaded pick nowadays. Yeah. She seems to be able to score whatever fucking role she wants if they have red hair. So yeah, Amy Adams for Osono seems like a a shoe in for me. Yeah, that's not bad. And uh, last but not least, who did you have as your Ursula? I had Natalie Portman. Nice. Uh, I'm super- I've been just dying to put Natalie in. I don't think I've ever used Natalie, but she's I- one of those actresses that I think about a lot to put in there you and Jonathan Safford Foyer <laughs> do you ever read those emails from him no he I mean do you know who that is he was a guy who wrote eating animals and um some other fucking books but he's like a writer who had this email friendship with uh Natalie Portman and he fell in love with her and he believed that she had fallen in love with him and he left his fucking wife for Natalie Portman and like there all these like emails leak between them and it was really cringy because he completely misstepped and you know overstepped uh towards thinking that Natalie Portman wanted to be with him but he was like dead convinced that he was going to be in a relationship with Natalie wow. Portman wow it was it was 
sad. Uh, I don't really feel bad for him, but like it's it's still sad. Kind of a loser. Yeah, move. you know that Natalie Portman. I believe she's a Harvard graduate. She yeah, went to Harvard. I think there was like real measures put in place to protect her email address because I remember reading something that when she was back living or when she was attending Harvard, uh, people would be trying to search the school directory for her email so they can message her because she was already famous at that point. Yeah. So people would try to like get in contact with Natalie Portman through her school email. And I think she might've been given like either a, a proxy email or something else to hide yeah, it. Yeah, I would have to think so. Yeah, you can't be super famous and like go to college. Although that still is a thing. I, you know, it doesn't happen as often. Uh, for my Ursula, I had uh, Kirsten Dunst. And I had contemplated putting Zendaya there uh, just because I wanted to uh, repair her with Storm Reed. But I like bringing back Kirsten. Uh, as a callback to her playing as Kiki, to her kind of switching the role and being the the cool older woman who uh, mentors young yeah, Kiki. Yeah, I see that. All right, perfect. Well, Dad, last call for alcohol. Was there any uh, questions or anything you wanted to, uh, I guess, bring to Miyazaki before we uh, head outside, or I, I, at least listen to Musky before we go? <laughs> of course. Yeah, he has to always check in. No, I didn't have anything really. No. You? I uh, I don't think I did either. I, there was a moment where I thought I wanted to ask a question, but like it doesn't really matter. I, I mean, I didn't even write it down, so I, it was more just like when I watched, it's like when did this happen? But no, yeah. nothing. Uh, any idea what Muskie's gonna say? <laughs> whatever it is, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably not like it. But whatever. Go ahead, Muskie. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up, David? It's good to see you, brother. Uh, I don't really, you know. I don't really have much to say this week. I, uh, I'll be honest. I heard you guys were watching Kiki's, and I kind of wanted to feel. I wanted to feel the glow too. I wanted to know what everything was like in terms of being a, a wholesome person. And I think I, uh, I think I have a new lease on life, just like your friend Drew said here. <laughs> I feel like a new man. And you know, quite frankly, I've uh, I've dealt with my uh, my fair share of witches before, so this was uh, definitely a reminder. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask if you've uh, you know had any dealings with witches. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I've had my moments. There was, uh, there was one that I met when I, uh, I went down, I took a swamp tour, and I, uh, I wanted to go smoke a cigarette by myself, and I kind of went walking around, and I ended, up, uh, I ended up finding a witch's hut. And, uh, you know, she had bird feathers and uh, kind of a fucked up nose, but had some good pussy. You know, she put a hex on me afterwards, which is uh, maybe why my penis looks like a, a pig's tail, but, you know. Everything was pretty good for old Muskie back then. <laughs> not, you know, it, it's still, it's, you know, when it all kind of straightens out, it's still pretty long, but, you know, it, when it's soft, it's a little curly. You know, it's not a big deal. So, Muskie, you wanted to have a, a wholesome week, and now you're talking, you have a, uh, I'm sorry, you have a curly penis, you have a curly Q penis, Muskie? Yeah, it's a little bit curly, you know, whatever. Sort of like, uh, you know, that, you know, the thing that you uh, unscrew your uh, your wine. With. I knew it, Muskie, you're a demon. <laughs> you you thought, you knew I had a, you knew I had a corkscrew penis? No, but it just freaking, now that I've heard about the corkscrew, <laughs> I, I always had suspicions about you, man. I'm similar to that fucking, uh, well, I, I'm not raping anybody like a duck, but I have a, you know, I have a very complex gender. You know, my genitals are uh, very interesting, if you can imagine. Now I know why you wear that freaking pentagram, you goddamn <laughs> warlock. Uh, my pentagram underwear. That's <laughs> right on the crotch. Yeah, Do man. Do you have any tattoos on you, specifically in the form of a 666? 
<laughs> ah, well, you know, Antichrist. I uh, I never got it. I have a birthmark that looks uh, what? what? Yeah, I show I show my scalp, and it's very clearly a six six. <laughs> oh, no. I always thought this was like a funny bump on my head, but my uh, my mother never wanted me to talk about it. Muskie, I think I think you might be the Antichrist, and that's that's really problematic. So <laughs> it explains why you get into such debaucherous behavior, yeah. and that you're a murderer with a, a curly penis. But you know, yeah, I, I'm glad you haven't done anything bad lately. Ah, well, I didn't say that. Yeah, okay, I get it. Okay, well, <laughs> I maybe we're gonna have to hear it next week when uh, we figure out if we're gonna turn into a monster from jerking off. So, Muskie, pleasure as always, my friend. Amen. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. All right. Whatever. Oh, uh, no, I mean, you know, Muskie didn't say anything crazy this week. I feel like he was very mellowed out by this movie, just like we were. So it, it's hard to sort of muster up uh, any scary tales. He's not going to jail, <laughs> I suppose, is the best way to put it. So, Dad, uh, notes and errata. Anything you want to apologize for? We very often uh, don't have anything to apologize for just because we're debaucherous, mean-spirited people, but... <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, no, I'm good. Yeah, I think uh, I think I don't have anything. To I mean, you know, for. I I feel like probably if I hadn't watched Kiki's, I might still feel you know dirty, but yeah, um, you would you would still uh, be filthy. Yeah, I feel cleansed. Uh-huh. I I really do feel like the energy of this one. This had some Ted Lasso energy to it. Like I felt very. I felt very good by the end of this, and uh, I think I'm going to hop into this Uber without any real shame in my heart. So, Dad, this is the Jackson Maine through the window. Hey, what's your wine rating? Um, this is this was different. I mean, I'm so used to Cabernets that mm. uh, this is nowhere. You know, it's a Pinot, so not as dry, and uh, I liked it. Yeah, it had a, a pretty good body. It was very smooth. Yeah, I don't think it was a uh, too so, flavorful. But I'm going to give it uh, four out of five. Broomsticks. Broomsticks. I will go. I hate always doing four out of five, but three point like five sounds bad. Ah, you know, I'm gonna go just because I wasn't crazy about it. I'll go three point seven five. Um, curly Q penises. <laughs> Shout out to you, Muskie. Don't talk about my dick like that. All right, bud. <laughs> my bad. All right, Dad. Uh, I guess we gotta go, dude. If uh, you guys like what we're doing. Please leave a five-star review. Leave really anything there. You could write, I don't even know, a dissertation. You could write a small short story. Just leave the five stars. You can go fucking ham on that page. Do don't it. really care. Just do it. Just do it. And uh, hopefully, you know, by the time I clip this all together, I think we'll probably be able to get this out by Monday, Tuesday. I think I'll probably do it when I get home, if okay. anything. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be keeping a schedule. We'll be, you know, we're not skipping a week, at least for now. So uh, just like always, we have no idea what we're doing, and hopefully on the other end we'll be able to figure it out. But until then, we will just have to see you next time. Yep, and bye-bye. Bye-bye, and don't drink a drive.